How's it going, folks? I'm Marcus. And I'm Rami. And this is the podcast where we try and figure out what this podcast is about. And what we're doing with our lives. And this week, we're a little bit doom and gloom. We're talking about the economy and why this might not be the best time to try switch up your job. But on the plus side, we do talk a lot about Marcus's forehead and how it's a little bit red and we could all do with a bit more sunscreen. So, <laughs> hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the episode. That'll fucking do, won't it? Is that you, lad? How's that? I don't know, because I'm seeing 240p. But if I took a photo now and showed you how you are, you're about six pixels, ah, so I have no idea. So it's as many pixels as you need. I've got a paper gun, mate, and it's deep. This lock is not working, though. One sec. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Shiny What's... old man forehead. What's going on there? Did you get a burn? I don't know. I've, it's been since uh, Santa Barbara, honestly. I've had just a shiny head. Yeah. That's so. called vacation forehead. Yeah. But it's yeah. been a while. I've been to Ireland since then. Usually that would beat it out of you. That would, you know? <laughs> that would you knock know? it right out. What happened? <laughs> Mate, it's been too long. Yeah, it's been a while. Although we've managed to keep all of our podcasts, all our uploads up to date. Sorry, because we've been uh, religiously podcasting and meeting on a we regular basis. We have not actually missed an episode, <laughs> despite not seeing each other or hosting a podcast for weeks. The we've managed magic. to ship. We've managed, the magic of editing, in of, the edit. Of, of di- digital information. <laughs> digital media, the magic, mate, the magic. Yeah, it's been good. I'm, I'm actually really proud of that. Cheers, I'm really mate. glad that, yeah, cheers, lad. Wait till you see this for ridiculous. Just one, one beer tonight. Look at the size of this beer. Jesus. That <laughs> is huge. the size of your head. It's 32 ounces of deepest bluest, and it's a double IPA, um, which means it's about four pints. <laughs> in one, in one, one can. So just half an episode tonight then. So what just happened was um, one of our friends, to be unnamed because it's embarrassing for him, an idiot friend of ours swapped a case of beer for my Peloton. You can't uh, call Russ an idiot. <laughs> you, can't you just him. named him. You just Sorry, shamed him. I don't, uh, hypothetical name. Yeah. So um, someone, could be anyone who works in, could, might, be, might not even be a friend of ours, uh, swapped a Peloton for uh, a case of beer. I think we both know we came out the better end of that story, don't we, Remy? Wait, 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 wait. Was it a permanent swap? I thought it was a, I'm lending you my Peloton so you can, no. you know, rehabilitate. No, I gave him the Peloton for 12 beers. Oh, just straight up. <laughs> you're yeah. offloading junk. Is that what he you're doing? He didn't right even now? haggle. He just said yes. Oh. Like, is, I don't know. I, I don't think he did business school, so he doesn't know about anchoring and all that stuff. <laughs> Going in with a low offer. He just said yes. Like, I was the one who was making the mistake, you know? Normally, normally you'd be paying people to take the Peloton off you, but here you are. Mate, between the Peloton itself and the Peloton stock. Yeah. You're well, I'm offload. holding the stock. No, I'm holding the stock. I'm offloading the equipment. I yeah. know you are. I know you yeah. are. So are they. <laughs> oh my goodness it's been too long we have a lot to catch up on i feel like you've been on adventures so. you've been <laughs> you so. i feel like you've been around the world and back via a few offsites it's offsite season it's offsite it's season 2022 have you been offsiding as well everyone i've had three offsites since i've seen you look we can talk about billionaires taking over social networks and media we can talk about all sorts of nudity at met gala we can talk about abortion rights and then crazy u.s stuff but the real topic of discussion is Poopies and peepees in the potty, because that's where we are in my household. And let me tell you, I've never I don't discussed... want to talk about that. I don't want to know nothing to do. I've been doing this for six years. What makes you think I want to talk about poopies and peepees in the potty? 
I, I, this is your problem. This is, this is one of those ones where when people have kids, they think this is no, no. What do you mean? We're not yeah. doing that in the podcast. What do you no. mean? No. This is a parenting podcast in disguise. It's not a, it, it is a parenting you podcast. You keep bringing up parenting in it. This is a highbrow tech product <laughs> podcast. Can you just insert a fat noise just now? Can you just use one of those fat <laughs> effects? <laughs> no, I'm, Remy. I'm serious you, too, man. No, PP and Paddy, we're not doing PP and Paddy episodes. That that's going on in your house right now. <laughs> no, this is sharing sharing parental tips. What All tips do you have? To, okay, what tips do you have to give me about PPing and Paddy? No, to you, obviously, you're the expert. No, no, you've done this already. You know how to do it yourself. No, <laughs> that's not a problem. I'm trained. Yeah, I hope so. I don't like that accusatory tone. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's I mean, regressions every now and my then. My 20s were a grey area. <laughs> but everyone, you know. has, everyone goes backwards occasionally. <laughs> everyone has accidents. It's okay. Anyway, did no. you, you saw my text. I've been outed on this podcast. This is now no longer a stealth, um, you know, Rami, Marcus and Rami, fun Wednesday evening. This is now the, there's been a chink in the armour and it's now people are going to know about it. Who is that person who outed you? Um, head of research. Uh, in your current company? Yeah, in my current company. Oh, stumbled with The algorithm just offered it up. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Spotify. Fantastic. Uh, she's like, I didn't know you did a spy- uh, podcast. I was like, nobody does. No. <laughs> <laughs> what podcast? We are, we yeah, are no I did. The first res- my initial panic response was I sent her four question marks back. I was like, what? Huh? Who are you? Who is this? I don't even know who I am. What, yeah, different markets. I think you're thinking of someone else. Completely yeah. different person. Yeah, uh, very yeah. Good. Algorithm offered it up to her. It's like, you know Marcus. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, what does that mean? What, what has that changed for you? Uh, nothing other than it's just no longer a stealth thing. Like, isn't there something, um, I don't know, there's something a little bit kind of magic about no one knows about this and mm. you know i don't know there's just kind of a it's a wednesday evening thing and nobody knows i do it and mm. i like that mm. i mean that's it's fine that people know mm. too but like mm. no one's going to listen to it as well that's the reality like yeah. when they hear it they listen to 20 minutes of one and have a laugh and they never listen to it if again you're lucky, and that's fine. if you're lucky 20 minutes is yeah. this like like you're playing dress ups on a wednesday night and you're like yeah, yeah. i don't really need everyone to see it but no yeah. one really cares after and it's not for because it's one of those things where people feel like they have to watch as yeah. well like oh i must watch and you're yeah. like you really don't have no, to you like don't. No, you don't. yeah it's not it's not really for you it's just kind of a, a thing yeah. you know uh, well yeah. that's exciting for you i feel like yeah. the work one is a fun one because it's current the yeah. family one i think i uh, yeah I, I think you went family first i went family later Work, I went earlier. Sounds like you've gone later. What about your other YouTube channel with work? I feel like you kept that away, right? Nobody knows about that. Yeah, okay. That's inevitable now. The algorithm's going to out you. Well, the trouble is, um, the trouble is, I appear, it's one of the first search results for Marcus O'Brien now. So I used to be all career stuff. Like, mm. I did like a few mm. lectures and I did like, it was kind of a nice, mm. I curated a nice. If you Googled Marcus O'Brien, it was kind of yeah. nice. LinkedIn. Now SEO. it's all it's all me reviewing stuff. It's so, just it's just uh, you and these little pocket things for tech stuff yeah. and vests. Yeah. And it just is. Like, I totally ruined that. There's like me on main stage at Google I or not a main stage on side stage at Google yeah. I/O. Yeah, that's like yeah. it's it's page just, three. It's poopy and poopy <laughs> training now. Anyway, we better do some content we can use before what? it's nine this, o'clock. This now. was content we could use. That was all warm up, just limbering. So, oh, mate, <clears throat> yeah, adventures. Oh, you you've been everywhere and back. You've got you went back home for the first time in over what two three years, two and a half years. Yeah, saw all the lads. This met was all the Limerick and Dublin lads in this like massive crescendo 
uh, parody. It was fantastic. It w- was this basically a podcast tour? Was this just a one-person, one-man podcast tour to meet the fans? Yeah, I think I did. I, I think I met everyone who listens to our podcast in that four days I was home. Uh, two things I want to know. One is when you got together with the lads, how much did they talk about the podcast and how much material did they pitch you for the podcast? So that was interesting because we had an awkward situation there where oh. the Dublin lads, when they met me, so I told you when we got together, there was like all my Dublin mates got together and I met them for pints and then I was meeting my Limerick mates later for dinner. But then the Dublin mates' pints went on. We met at 4.30 in the day and dinner was in the evening. Hmm. But by the time it came to dinner time in the evening I texted my Limerick mates and I was like there's still some fun pints happening here do you want to come up here and we'll skip dinner so they came up to meet with the Dublin lads how long how, how long a trip like an hour in the train type coming up no no no, no. it was just down the road it was just oh, going right, to be meeting right, at a different all the same city but the different yeah gangs. we're all in Dublin it was different all gangs. the Limerick lads who were in Dublin that weekend gangs, who gangs. I was meeting. it does sound like gang warfare that's cool gang warfare yeah. um, anyway but the Dublin lads have been saying I feel like I you know no, you. I haven't seen them for two and a half years They're like I know all your stories from the podcast like is and they were asking me things and talk you know how such and such going and then Limerick lads one of those like what are you talking about uh and and I was oh it was it was the um the shooting it was the shooting someone said something about the shooting and I said oh you probably know all this from the podcast so I probably let it out the bag and one of the Limerick lads over there and said what podcast and I was like oh and then it became like was it a secret because it wasn't a secret I just hadn't Awkward. They were like, why are you trying to keep this from us? And I was like, I wasn't trying to keep it from you. Awkward. You just, nobody asked me. So, But between uh, you and me now, were you trying to keep it from them? No. It's just, it just never came up. I, I literally just inserted into one WhatsApp group because one topic they were talking about, we just covered in the podcast that week. And I shot it in there and that's kind of how that one took off. But I didn't send it to anyone else. There's loads of my mates who still don't know. I like, uh, I like me too, what it's worth. I like how you said, as you can tell, I like how you said um, a topic that we covered on the podcast as though like there was a comprehensive research piece <laughs> that we had like a journalism. <laughs> I think that's really nice. Like he's, we had figured a, out, actually what yeah. came up was, yeah. Um, as well, the lad was saying NFTs. He knows nothing about ah, NFTs. My mate it. Ross said, I know nothing about NFTs. It's like, got an episode for you. Let me, let so he's keep- been listening to them and I've been getting texts from him. And he's been like, uh, uh, like he, he slacked me about the, um, or he, he WhatsApp me about the episode with the mummy and the roaring. And the, there's a few classics in there that people yeah. really resonate yeah. with people. So yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. can tell he's going through the catalogue. Like, you know, <laughs> tall poppy syndrome was something you mentioned one episode. He was he was making fun of me about that and things like that. So, right. uh, yeah. So, the, no, it was good. A wholly supportive group of people. Uh, but it was, it's it's out now. It's out with, the, with, with, I would say, with both groups now, both in my, both Dublin and Limerick mates. Yeah. I, 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 two things that make me think of that. One is, you know the parasocial relationship of social media where i do have friends who post consistently on social i feel like i know them a lot more and i'm up to speed with them because they're doing that this but i've never done that on social this is effectively that it's just with like maybe slightly highbrow maybe a slightly different guys but it's essentially that it's us just kind of spinning it out if they happen to watch it in this long form very non-accessible way then they'll get to know us and they'll have that person they'll kind of be up to date Um, yeah two i saw a map during the week of um Someone who had had like New York, you know, he was different boroughs, what they're about. And they had like, you know, Instagram DJ, uh, podcaster, uh, like Park Slope. And so <laughs> it was just clearly like demographic based, like above 35 with kids, you're a podcaster. <laughs> if you're if you're up here in Williamsburg, you're a DJ. It does feel ours. like a lot of people have podcasts now in our, in our demographic, it's right? Mu- it's much yeah. easier than tweeting, isn't it? Yeah. It's much easier than like having to edit your photo for Instagram it's and getting effort. it just right. So yeah. much less effort, especially for like 
me. I have to say I'm enjoying it, for, especially for you. I have to say I'm enjoying it for that. Like I think we're getting we're getting our bang for our buck. You know. Yeah. You know, so for in terms of enjoyment. So. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. How are the parents? How is the family? Good. Any impressions from seeing the family for the first time in Taylor? Uh, honestly, it was it was kind of reassuring how everything was the same. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I got the I wanted a I got the train down from Dublin. They were going to pick me up at the airport in Dublin, but I was adamant I wanted to get the train down to Limerick, yeah. which is like a two hour train, but it was through the through the countryside. You're and, so romantic, Marcus. And then You're I walked so home from the train oh, station. I didn't want them to pick me up at the train station. I wanted to walk through Limerick. And it's nice though, you know, coming home. I don't know. Do you feel like that? There's been a couple of times in my life where I've come home for the, for like I did that year traveling around the world and I came yeah. home and it was definitely yeah. like a you see Ireland like I get teary when I see the island of oh. Ireland. I know that's crazy and it's too romantic, but like as we were coming in and I saw the island, I really like oh there it is, you know. Uh, I don't know, very excited about being home. So and and I came to I walked through Limerick. Oh my God, Limerick's a beautiful city. Like I have not sung its praise enough on this on this podcast. Where I'm from, Limerick, on the southwest of Ireland, if you ever go to Ireland, anyone who ever listens to this, you have to go to Limerick. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It's got the River Shannon flowing through it. It's got churches and castles and old, like thousand-year-old buildings everywhere. Like I was it's, genuinely it's, jarred by stuff that I took for granted that I just and it, I mean, green it's such, and lush and walkable. I mean, it's, and a, it's an, inc- and an incredible, incredible place. Anyway, so I walked home. Mam and Dad were meeting. They, they, they had you know seen me coming across the bridge and they were standing down by the corner oh my and god i saw the two of them and they were exactly the same way they were i saw them recently so oh my god uh, yeah we went in we had a great time yeah, um I, I do wonder how much of the limerick like beauty sh- hit you after you've been berkeley's lovely don't get me wrong but you know the the northern california kind of it's slapdash so old. Architecture. it's the history it's the history and it's, it's just, so it's, old and it's, it's close so and it's human and it's walkable and it's all designed around it being a place that you were like a campus the whole city is a camp I it's, mean, like, but it's not even it's like it's it's old the most important yeah. thing is it's old and everything yeah. is kind of built over time it's like that building yeah. there is 800 years old and then there's this church up there and that's a protestant church and then this there's the old walls of yeah. limerick and there's real stories behind them yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bricks and i remember I remember Kelly saying that when she came over, she was like, there's so many castles here. And you are growing up in Ireland, you're desensitized because you're like, yeah. well, that's falling down. And that one's not even, that's not, there's a tourist park castle down there. Do you want to go down to that? But like, yeah. there's history every there, everywhere there. Yeah. And, yeah. and a clean city, you know, you know, I just no homeless people, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just. That's, that's, yeah. that's where I was about to get to. How much of that stuff? Is it just you were stuck in cars and roads that are straight and footpaths yeah. and, str- and houses that are just made of three hundred like three hundred year old country? Yeah, and then yeah. all of exactly and and the homeless and the stuff and then all of a sudden you're in green lush yeah. stone stone magical things and interesting architecture. There's a real feeling about you know when you're in a place where there's a lot of time has gone past mm. there. Like there's mm. a, there's a mm. there's, it's just different. You know mm. that there's something about being by the water too. The Shannon just going through there and it's gone through there for you know forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just kind of like you know you're kind of um, at a moment yeah. in time on something that lasts longer than you. Yeah. Something yeah. You know, that's I, I deep mean, but like it's true. It, it, just Euro cities in general by definition of their time period means they're all invariably on a river of some sort. Yeah. That as just a geographical feature is one of the greatest pieces right. of Euro cities because it's just what you needed to do. That's how you transported, that's how you got stuff in and out, that's how it worked and you build around it. I, I think it's awesome. As opposed yeah. to the port cities that tended to be grimier and whatever. I think right, river industrial. Cities, yeah. Yeah. River cities is just cool. 
Yeah, that's true. It was a crazy whistle top stop tour, you know. I kind of, I went like I went Tuesday to Monday, uh, Tuesday meaning I got there Wednesday afternoon, got the train down to Limerick. So it was Wednesday night when I got there to my mum and dad. So I woke up Thursday. So I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday with my parents, and then Sunday I got in the train up to Dublin, saw my mates in Dublin, and then flew out Monday morning. So it was a real, a real. Given it's a twelve-hour flight each direction, it was a real whistle stop. You Is know? that all? You end up only there for some reason. I had it like you were eight days, but I guess no. The, I was there for three. Well, I was supposed yeah. to be there for eight yeah, days, and then yeah. I cancelled part of my trip for this my kids' boat trip. We also need to talk about the boat that. trip, just because I feel like yeah. that's the start of the adventure. How was the boat trip? The boat trip was good. It was worth it. Honestly, I'm actually really glad I did it. And so for folks who haven't listened to the previous episode, I was supposed to fly to Ireland on, from Saturday to Saturday. Uh, but then I was going to miss my daughter's uh, first field trip outing, going on a boat trip under the Golden Gate Bridge and back a one hour trip. So I ended up spending way too much money to move my flights to be Tuesday evening to be so I could go on the boat trip with her and then jump on a flight out after that so I end up just going Tuesday to Monday just, instead I push things cat out cat in the cradle keeping your promises mate it's great it, it was all about it's keeping inspiring. the promises yeah yeah I'm okay. really glad I did it I mean I feel like you know uh, yeah I mean though you know me I'm a man of morals and I feel like uh, you know I am I'm like that stuff's important to me I, I want to look back on when they've all grown and, and they don't want to hang around with you anymore, that you did you did all that stuff, you know? Way to virtue signal. Ah, got it. You're looking Not for... Not virtue signal. Just, well, maybe... It, I mean, it is virtue signal, but it's for my own... It's for my own uh, internal dialogue, my own narrative yeah, about who yeah. I am so as you, a person. you can get it's to sleep better. Me. For all the other shitty things you do, you can get to sleep yeah, better because Yeah, I do loads of stuff wrong and I shout at them all the time and yeah. I wish I was a better dad. But, like, some stuff, I'm like... I gotta be. I gotta and you've stick got it on to record. It. The best bit is you've got it on audio and video. Do you know, you were talking about this the other day. Yeah. I feel like these podcasts. One thing I didn't think about is that this is a good way yeah. of like Connecting. getting snapshots into our lives at this stage and yeah. stuff. Twenty years from now, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent, right? I mean, part yeah. of it was the discussion we we're having last time. Particularly this discussion really triggered me when you were like, "I love her," and I do this, and I get emotional, and I want to really say committed and so on. And just hearing you talk about your eldest and how what sort of parent you wanted to be. I thought to myself, imagine her hearing that when she's 18 yeah. or when she's 10 or when she's 30. And yeah. there is no other record of me, of our, us as parents. It's an hour. This is number 16. There are 16 hours divided by two, yeah. let's assume, or divided yeah. by, I don't know, four, depending on who's taking the air. And you end up with <laughs> 20,000 hours of unadulterated yeah. direct audio of your parent at a particular snapshot that just doesn't yeah. exist it's just an incredible time capture like it's it's yeah, not it cool. captured in any other way and it's there's the topics of the day there's the tone there's how you're thinking and there's you know people used and to there's write a sense those of humor lists. there's the like you know all what what stuff. makes them tick like yeah, all that no it yeah. is it's nice so you, yeah you, so you you're at, you know you're 80 and you can't you can't string two sentences or whatever and you, you're not popping with the same vibes but they look back and they go, hey, maybe they are. They were okay. Maybe they were a bit hip. Or maybe they were like, this hip. is the daggiest that thing the- that ever did happen. Why you've, got a, doing- you've got a rainbow poop emoji behind you. Hip. And That's what I said. To, hip. You're trying to sell the... Actually, <laughs> actually just for my I'm oldest hip. one, uh, this, this, I got this on the day you were born, coming out of hospital from the hospital you were born. So you want and- sentimentality. Caro wanted to throw it out recently yeah. and Rami was having none of it and I was like, no. no, 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 we got this when she was born. This is sentimentality. This thing stays. Yeah, yeah, this, this, this embodies, rainbow embodies rainbow parenthood, parenthood right here. The hospital gave it to you or you bought it at the hospital? No, no, gave it to me. There was two behind the counter as we were taking her out 
literally like the third day. We were born, third day, leaving the hospital, the three behind the counter. I was getting my parking validated. <laughs> I'm like, well, what about these emojis? As I'm holding her in the car seat and they go, well, actually, you should have one. I insist. Why, why did they not want to give, why do they not sell it to you? I don't, do they get stores? I, it, it wasn't a shop. It was it was the reception. It was I was the reception. I was parking ah. validated. It was just three of them behind reception. And the reception person just went, "Have one." Ah, oh, nice. And I thought I'll take it. Nice. Yeah. I should have had you negotiate with Ross on the Peloton. Whoa, I feel whoa, like whoa. maybe I could have got more beer than twelve cans oh. out of him for this. <laughs> I Peloton thought we're not naming now. names. For what it's worth, he asked, um, "Do you know what sort of beers Marcus likes?" Thinking that I have any clue. Not th- did I'll you say him. IPAs? Because he sent me all IPAs, which is what I love. It's perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's you what I didn't. said. You I have said, no idea. I said one no barrel wine, still. and I've got no idea about the. It's like what I said about the beer. I said I see him drinking cans, usually with <laughs> colours and graphics and shit. <laughs> it's basically what I said to him. That's <laughs> every <laughs> week. I tell you what I'm drinking, and it's always an IPA. Always. Yeah, I, Every episode when you go back and be like, mm, nice IPA this week. I, I also said to him, go check the tape. But so I he did. bother checking the tape. Yeah. He did. It's IPAs. Yeah. It's all like, but he sent me some double IPAs, which they're magic. You're gone. You're gone already. They're weekend drinks. <laughs> oh, oh, another thing that happened. Huh. Got my smoker. I got the 575, baby. Baby. 575, Smoked baby. Me. I'm still trying to find that smoked meat song that keeps playing up on my music list. Uh, amazing. Have we done it yet? Have we initiated? We did the... Uh, we. I didn't realize how much of an investment this was in terms of <laughs> yeah. we had to... Is it priming the auger? Yeah, I had to, yeah, yeah. I had to do all get, that. Get it in. Yeah, burn we it had in. about two hours of prep in terms yeah. of like getting getting everything and Set then heating it up and doing the 350 and then yeah. the 450 mm-hmm. and then the cool mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So there's a whole process in yeah. like commissioning this thing, yes. which I did to the letter of the law. Like uh-huh. I did it exactly as it told me. Yeah. And then now we bought ribs. I bought a rack of ribs. Oh. They're upstairs in the fridge and oh. it's happening tomorrow. Oh. So. You First, I had to order all of this. I bought all the rubs, every pellet, all the sauces, every <laughs> yes. and I bought a new set of knives, which are crazy sharp. I bought wraps. I bought I, I bought everything, Remy. I'm basically a small butcher now. I can actually set up as a... I'm yeah. just so happy we found another hobby for you to sink I can spend money on funds into for toys yeah. and implements. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. That's yeah. really good. So are, I'll do the ribs. You, You've done nothing yet. Any burgers or something, have you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've done everything but the hard. Mean. So the pick right now for us is salmon and on. corn. Salmon and corn, doing a barbecue salmon and corn in that thing that's smoked is phenomenal. What else have you done? Uh, we've definitely done the burger, definitely done the sangers, and done some veggies and things. Are and sangers the sandwiches? Sang- sausages, like sa- sausages. sausage sandwiches. Yeah, you know. Mm. No? I don't think that's a thing. I, I know sausage sandwiches are a thing. I don't know they're called sangers yet. No? Okay. Well, it's, I can in Oz, me. Are they in Oz or is this a Rami thing? It's it's broader than my immediate. I'm happy to teach you stuff like English anytime you want. If you want to turn this in English lesson, if this Sangers. is what you want your kids to hear 30 years from now, we can do it. Okay. Oh, the Great Resignation, because it's kind of tangential to what we just talked about. So I was reading. So the one thing about the Great Resignation is that initially it was like younger people, early careers, twenty year olds who were who were en masse leaving their companies. The people who are leaving companies now, though, are uh, mid-careers. So it's much more 40 to... Actually, the biggest... The, the age range where people are leaving their jobs the most is 40 to 60s, uh, are, are, are switching jobs en masse. Um, it's like... What's the theory? See. What changed? 
Um, I don't know what changed. I was hoping that's the question I was going to ask you. If you just wait a second, that's oh. the question that you have to answer. <laughs> so right now, here's a stat: eleven point five million job openings in March in the U.S., which is twice the unemployment rate. So there's two jobs for every unemployed person in the U.S. right now. So it's an unprecedented. This eleven point five million new jobs um, is an unprecedented number of new jobs in that time frame. Uh, what's going on? What sort of jobs are they doing? I, they're across the board. They're from menial to, like, I mean, yeah, across the board. But they're, um, I read another thing on a recruiting, uh, was it Hayes or someone that said um, the the search for um, passive candidates has doubled in the last three months. So companies are increasingly trying to hire, like they've always, everyone's always tried to hire someone who already has a job, right? That's, you don't want someone who doesn't have a job, you try and hire someone who has one. But the search is, that they're doing for 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 people who don't have jobs have doubled in the last three months. So this is the phase of musical chairs where everyone's scrambling before the music stops, because that music is about to more than it's about to. You think with the recession? Yeah, I think is that what you're talking about? I mean, we've had a we just had a quarter of negative growth. They, yeah. the, the feds thought it was going to be one point one. They said you know conservatively 1.1% growth and it was negative 1.4% growth our GDP this last quarter yeah. uh, so we got another one ahead of us right yes yeah, so I, I like obviously I, I don't have my finger on the zeitgeist of the workforce writ large or the economy GDP writ large but let's talk tech and what we know and what we see and it's not meeting earnings. The big guys getting hammered. Zuck just announced today that they're stopping hiring certain types of engineers. This is the wave. This is the start of, I think, predictions, a very serious kind of freeze on hiring and engaging and growth. Um, temporary. Everything's temporary. But That's temporary gonna isn't s- five, five years of, of no, like recession. No, no, like- it's, no, no, no. It's like. I mean, who knows, but my temporary is 6 to 18 months max, and it's probably shorter. It's always shorter than, than it, you think it is, right? Because you start seeing the upswing earlier than the actual upswing kicks off. So H2 for sure is a squeeze. And you've seen it in all sorts of stuff. I think what happened is um, it's like a PLC system where you do overshoot because you're you kind of it's got a lagging function. You never want to go asymptotic because you're going to miss out a whole bunch of opportunities, so you overshoot a lot. Amazon's perfect. So Amazon basically said, Ecom boom, pandemic, we're going to triple invest in everything to do with f- fulfillment, operators, get our capacity right up because we want to capture all possible value as the demand is there. We don't want to miss on a single bit. And they've clearly overshot because the demand's fallen off and it falls off much faster than you can adjust because you're not that nimble, right? As a large organization, mm-hmm. you can't, you've got a low pass filter, you kind of can't adjust as fast as the demand can fall off. Mm-hmm. And so you're now left holding the bag. And that's what you saw with Amazon. There's dropping capacity, far too much supply, call it in your in your dropping demand, far too much supply. And now they're going to start doing what they're going to do. You're seeing Robinhood lay off 10% of folks because you know one of the first things to go is going to be the sort of retail investment story. You're not going to see- Has Robinhood dropped something like 82% since it IPO'd? Yeah. I something mean, insane. Have you, so, did so you see that? that? Was, yeah, but that's but that's- but there's a list of like 120 tech companies that have done that, right? Somewhere between 40 to 80 percent. Robinhood's definitely 80 percent, but you can keep going, right? They're just there's a huge number of 40 to 80 percent, um, and I think that torpedo is 
it has, yeah, cons- so I, it, I it has consequences. Here. Right. Robinhood layoffs, 9% laid off. Yeah. So that's the folks you were talking about. Yeah. And then share price down 71% from IPO. That's hard. That's hard and, to take. And that's from IPO. Have a look from peak. Yeah. Yeah. Because peak, peak kind of two weeks after IPO. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But it, it's, it's hard to take. It's hard to retain. It's hard for people to go there. Um, it, it's a really, yeah, I think there's a, there's, there's a cliff. Like there's a retail, there's an e-com cliff, all that's happened. But I think that's a broader economic spend. Yeah. I, I don't think it's just people are no longer shopping online. They've all gone back to the shops. I think they're just not shopping. And I think that is inflation and gas and pri- and, econ- it's and people all, are worried you know people know something they're like uh. all of that is coming through in the numbers and all of that is going to mean all at least in tech i think there's a just stay where you are <laughs> nobody so if there is movement that's happening in the last three months it's the before the music stops and everyone's running to get into another chair that's going to see them out through this next thing um so batten down the hatches i would say yeah um, yeah, how to play it? Where do you go? Where do you go from here? I don't. There's lots of the chat around the valuations getting more real for the first time in a long, long time. And I think the bull that's market. true. I think that's good. All of that stuff, I think, is great. It's necessary. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, it's just. It's a far greater crash than I don't know in the text context. Do you know, it's than- the worst. It's the worst start to year financials uh, for the stock market since 1939 the great it's a recession huge since crash. 1939 there hasn't been a year as bad as this in terms of a start to a year in terms of absolute volume it's completely trounced 2000 2001 i mean obviously the i mean we're talking lost. different scales here we're talking yeah. we're talking people jumping off buildings in 1939 and here we are in january you know in may of 2022 and it's been there has been no year between 1939 and now that's been as bad as this for the stock it's market amazing it's am- and, and and it's no one's talking about it as though it's a crash no one's talking about it at that level yeah it's, it's so casual because it's been like this creeping death and it's pandemic we don't really know and everything's up in, up in the air anyway nothing's yeah. normal so you can't yeah. really compare it inflation it's, it's not nuts. really inflation but hang on we're doing a whole bunch of monetary inflation did the feds in, did the feds increase the rate today yeah i don't know i don't know i mean you might expect today that, was yeah. supposed to be the day wasn't it expectations that it keeps going uh, judging by the market no because the market bounced like nothing else. That's so, right. It was a lovely day for the market. Big so, big spring today. We went over two hundred dollars again. So you assume yeah. you assume they didn't, right? I read uh, uh, I read an interesting. Uh, here's a here's a tidbit that I, yeah. when I read it I thought of you. Oh, so was it about handsome people? Was it about chiseled jawlines? It was about Lululemon. Oh. So Rami, is that T-shirt Lululemon? It is. Lululemon. It is, isn't it? So Rami is <laughs> dripping in Lululemon. He does. Yeah. It's literally all he yeah. wears is it's active just, wear from it's Lululemon. Comfortable. Not because I'm active. Just it's comfortable. So here's a stat: Twitter, mm. which Elon Musk just bought for forty-four billion dollars. He's got an option Not to yet, buy it till October. Mm. Yeah. So which he just they've sale agreed on it. He just has to sort out his funding. He's got a billion-dollar um, option to buy it. Yeah. He's got a yes. So listen. Mm. Clarify for the viewers. I just want to make sure the viewers and the listeners aren't misled. This is not a misinformation podcast. Lynn, Sorry. I hope you understand. He's clarifying for you. Here we yeah. go. The revenue, Twitter's revenue is $5 billion less than Lululemon a year. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's never had revenue. The fact that there is revenue is an incredible thing. $5 billion less than Lululemon. And the only person I know who wears Lululemon is you. What do you mean? I feel like, I mean, that's just nuts to me. What do you mean? Lululemon's a huge retailer. It's a huge retailer for for who though? Active anyone? Anyone who does yoga? I wasn't expecting anywhere? you to be so irate about. It. I'm sorry for. Oh. I feel like I've bashed your religion or <laughs> yeah. something. I'm like a little I've just bit said offended. something horrendous you, about your culture. 
Um, I feel like you only have seen Lululemon through me, whereas through I, you, yeah, through I you, activewear on you, yeah. and that's whereas all I I've ever seen. Lululemon through anyone who does yoga anywhere. Like it's a very anyone who's gone to spin, anyone who's gone to to <laughs> rumble, to anyone who's gone to to Barry's boot camp, anyone who's gone yeah. to any yoga studio. I've not all done draped any of those. in Lululemon. Oh, that's what I'm telling. Yeah. You. I'm, I'm trying to give you an insight here. They're all draped in Lululemon. There's a Lululemon around every corner. They're a big retail. They're, are they a big retailer? Yeah. Yeah. They're solid. And they're expanding. And I think they've got a couple of brands under. I'm not even sure if they're complete. Like, if you were Elon Musk now, would you buy Lululemon or uh, Twitter? Surely. Surely, surely you'd you buy, buy Lululemon. <laughs> no, you would not buy Lululemon with retail margins that has no scale. And brick and, no. brick and mortar stores. No. Why would you do that? You do exactly what Twitter is meant to be done, which is turn it into a public commodity. It's a public good. It's the wire of the 21st century. It's, it's meant, the town square. It's the town square, it's the wire, it's the press release, it's a bunch of previous analogies that have all rolled into one, and it's a public commodity. No one should be trying to monetize it. And if you do try to monetize it, surely ads isn't the way to do it. What do you mean no one should be trying to monetize it, Rami? Well, because you're going to turn it into, you've got perverse incentives, depending on the monetization model, but there are some perverse incentives to the monetization. Yeah, yeah, and there's bias to any algorithm and all that stuff, but like, it's a... It's it's a company that I mean it's reason it's not a non profit. No, no, I re- I realize it's. I'm saying in my mind, the nature of good that it serves is uh, a public good. It's it feeds news cycles. It feeds the entire media ecosystem. Articles are written. TV shows, news shows are based on tweets from celebrities, yeah. from personalities, from meet, from others, from reporting, from journalists. It is the wire. It precedes the news. And as far as that goes, that's a public good. So you can but try to monetize ev- Shouldn't news. every news source have to pay for that then? Shouldn't every... like That's I right. Mean- so, so from a monetization point of view, we can flip it around and we can make the incentives align a bit more with who's actually using it and who's making it work. So I fully... It should be government. And that, I think Elon's already said, it should be based on commercial, essentially a SaaS model. Make enterprise yeah. pay for it. Make people yeah. who uh, who uh, use it in certain ways pay for it. Make people who have more than 10,000 followers pay for it because they're monetizing in ways that clearly are far more valuable to them than anyone else. So there are many ways to do it rather than you and I see a bloody ad that interrupts and click on a Lululemon pen. Like, it just that doesn't work, right? How <laughs> I many Twitter Lululemon ads if you clicked? Not it's enough. A, it's, it's exhausting. Not enough. Not enough. Not <laughs> enough. I, I've definitely clicked on some sprinkle shoes for toddlers, uh, <clears throat> one too many times. What are those? Little spring, little, little toddler shoes, size seven toddler shoes with sprinkles. From Lululemon. No, some from Instagram shoe okay. store that's obviously manufactured and has no brand presence. They're to say, you know, <laughs> you know the story. Do you think? Um, do you think it's just the natural cycle of? being one of the world's most wealthy people to own a news outlet media yeah yeah this is the bezos murdoch moment right yeah yeah is that Uh, what he's doing is that is that all it is there's kind of no i mean it's the main like you said it's the source of all news is this like the he's the wealthiest man in the world it's the it's the it's pretty cheap actually you know to Um, to buy twitter for that if it is if it is his own news outlet it is so so, yes, I think it's a natural order of things, but I don't think that's what he's actually done because it's not a news outlet. He's not like the the WAPO or Murdoch's where you can buy the opinion pages and you can sway editorial. There's no actual editorial on Twitter. And what he's proposing is less editorial, if anything, less moderation yeah. and swaying. So maybe through some like long game, there are impacts of bias one way or the other. But I, I maybe there's an optimist story. 
I think he's going to give it a massive shot in the arm. I think he may well make it very profitable and turn it sides of profit because he's going to work out how to monetize it once and for all. Yeah. I think he's already brought it a whole bunch of additional attention and probably increased like DAOs, right? <laughs> Daily active users and monthly active users by definition. Um, I think wasn't there a massive swing back? I mean, I think Truth Social is suffering because there's there's just a massive wave of Republicans coming back to the platform. Self, so I think he knows that audience. He knows they left, and he knows how, how to get to them. And he knows how to be their champion, kind of at least by perception. And I think he'll definitely be able to cut through a lot of the stagnation in product cycle and, and yeah. innovation cycle and so on. And I think. The irony is that he'll play it in the way that he plays Tesla, which is about saving the planet and it's about the public good, and it'll actually become an incredibly profitable thing. It'll it'll turn a really, really handsome profit. I'm not sure if it's about flipping it, but I think he's going to... Yeah, I'm very, very long Twitter. I mean, always have been long Twitter. I, I've been convinced How, how involved profitable. do you think you'll be in product decisions there? Very. I think he was already very involved. I think if your future um, bosses, bosses, he's already kind of product ideas and he's already sitting on Twitter and if, he, if we know anything about how he operates across any of his companies that's not just a tweet that's a tweet with a follow up email with a phone call with a fo- like it's an opinion that's real and he'll want to see it go through and he'll want to see it go through next week and that's the beauty about it going private and the pace of innovation is going to be Jack mental back? Uh, the talk is that he's going to bring David Sachs right I, I've not, I don't know. I haven't read any of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, David. The talk is that he's going to bring David Sachs as one of the VCs. He's actually one of the. He's on the All In Pod, and he's actually a really, he's a really good podcaster. Uh, and he's a very he he's a slightly he's not quite hard right, but he's he's See the he's guy a, like that's below my bar. That guy that's below my. No, he's the, he's one of his partners. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, so and that was Shamath, right? <laughs> Shamath. Yeah. Which was yeah. So he was the one talking to Shamath. Uh, and I think that'll be really that'll be really interesting. I, I I don't know if it's about CEOs or otherwise, but it's mostly about just get it done. You're no longer worried about shareholders. You're no longer yeah. worried about your your quarter and your earnings and your ad revenue. Yeah, it's not about spinning stuff. It's about actually doing it. Yeah. Just get it done long term. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. You, it's on me. It's my money. It's all good. You've he's going to have to pump got a ton of money into it to do it, isn't he? <clears throat> he's going to go on in a syndicate. I don't know. I don't know how much he's, if his own money, but he's basically going to buy them time. He's not a PE. He's not about to flip it, gut it, and flip it. That's not right. going to work for anyone. I think it's uh, yeah. Uh, Who I, I, would I, buy it after him anyway? I feel like he's he, the market is a market of one. You know, Google. Google would buy Twitter off off Elon Musk. Well, it was Google or Salesforce was the last round, wasn't it? Was it? And, and then they got the wind of Salesforce, and then it, it all shot itself in the yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was the chat in two thousand and seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. Was that before they bought Slack? That was before they bought Slack. Salesforce owns Slack now. That's mad, isn't it? You'd have to remember that every now and then. Yeah. Did you see the guy climbing the Salesforce tower? Free? Yeah, Spider Man, the French Spider Man. Was it actually the French Spider Man? Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. what I read in the headline. It said yeah, French yeah, okay. Spider-Man claims Salesforce Tower. Exactly. He was doing it to protest abortion. Ah, huh. well, that apparently mm-hmm. he was going to claim Salesforce Tower anyway. Just that was trending that day, right? Is it because the Salesforce Tower is a phallus? It, it might be. <laughs> is that why? It's, what's the recon- um, It seemed to- pretty handy. I would have given it a go. Watching the video, it looks easy enough. There's lots of there's lots of. I mean, places I feel like it was your- built with that in mind. Uh, yeah. What uh, if we it, need? It does have a lot yeah. of handholds. Actually, two thoughts for you. One is, if he was doing it in protest, message didn't get across. 
just it didn't it, there wasn't holding a flag there was no like he wasn't sweet, doing was, it for that he does this and okay. all the monuments around the world great, he just great. yeah who cares then, yeah. second thing is I did see one video from the inside where there's like four security guards just taking video of him from the and he's inside. giving it the, in the window he's, yeah. he seems like a friendly fella at least he's yeah. a lovely chap it yeah. didn't look very secure. Like, all I saw was his leg around the pole, and he just kept on slipping. He had, you know, the rock climbing rubbish shoes on, but they just kept on yeah. slipping down this pole. And I'm like, what sort of slippery fish is going up this Salesforce Tower? It doesn't look very good at all. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't buying Yeah, it. you have to have a different... I mean, oh, yeah. you do need a different mentality to be able to no. do that stuff, don't you? Have you seen Free Solo, the, the movie? Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, it's the like guy's perfection, office rocker. perfectionism or nothing. You're yeah. like, oh, what about average? <laughs> Average just, or nothing, just a hot chocolate at base camp, just on the ground. Perfection or nothing. I mean, I feel that's. I've never felt like that about anything. Have you? I think you're way more that than not. What? What are you talking about? Every every hobby of yours is perfection or nothing. It's investing all the all the gear. No, I mean, and, come on, that's that's not mean? the right. Are you? I don't know if you're serious or not. I have you ever felt strongly enough that you would, if you don't get it right, you're willing to die. Like, cause that's what that guy. So we should give context. Why don't we talk about the movie? What, what's the movie? What's the movie? <laughs> Free solo. Yeah. Rock climbing. Some dude goes to Yosemite. El Capitan is the rock face. It is the home, the birthplace of rock climbing, the sport. And he free solos, i.e., without a harness, without ropes, without any gear, not a net, nothing. As soon as he slips, when he's more than ten feet up in the air. He's dead, uh, yeah. and he free solos this whole thing. And this thing is—I don't know—it's a thousand feet. It's—I don't even know. I don't know it's and it's a, it's a flat-faced rock. rock. I mean, it's yeah. literally vertical. Yeah. yeah. And he does it without any ropes. And his when he there's a video you should definitely watch. The, it's a great film. But his quote in it is like, "They're like, were you ever afraid of of falling and dying?" And he's like, "It was perfection or nothing." And it was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, but but. And I'm saying I've, you're you're saying that's analogous to me getting into YouTube and buying expensive cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, okay. Well, I'm saying it's on the path. I'm not sure you're about to die for your Traeger, but I'm not ruling it yeah. out. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I think you have a. Um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in, and you obsess. And obsession I've, is the start of any. And you've you've admitted that this is yeah. well docu- well documented. Yeah. Play the tape. Uh, and obsession is the start starts early and we obsessed about games we obsessed about all sorts of competition and it's I think the hallmark of a lot of great success and that's how you achieve stuff and it's how you get good at things and this is just an extreme of it now the death part I just part can't imagine you taking a, it to that level though where you're like well, the the could be the end of a, your existence sure 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 the death part of it's a little bit awkward um, but yeah. I feel like there's just a little bit of the brain missing there, like the amygdala just kind of missing out. Something of the, forgot to filter something. Something yeah. forgot to filter, just not computing. <laughs> also, for what it's worth, if you do watch it, I think it's two things. One is it's not quite a flat rock face, is it? Once you get really close, there's crevices and there's ends oh, and stop, outs. Rami. And You're going to tell me, oh, yeah. I'm not saying I it's easy. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I could do it, but I, like, when you I, get there, I it's not actually a flat rock face. No, is that but what like, you're gonna... like really close. It's a really very, close. But, yeah, okay, microscopic no, okay. level. There's fine, loads fine, of little grooves fine. in it. Yeah. Other than that, that's what I'm saying. But the other thing I think is a really great case study of breaking a problem down. It's not as though he just woke up and went, "I'm going to go straight up this face." It's not as though he went, "I'll try it once, I'll do it again, and then I'll practice, and away we go." It is. 
this thing is mapped so you can get books and there are many routes, like 300 routes up yeah. this face that people have documented and they're left yeah. dots on there and you can read them and study them and then you go up and you practice each bit at a time and you just you practice the segments and you mind play the segments, you've got photos of it and you just broke it down, broke it down, broke it down, broke it down to the point where you know there are five critical segments. When you get through those, the bit in between yeah. is easy and yeah. it's that sort of break it down, break it down to the point of... Yeah. Um, it becoming muscle memory normality. You don't even yeah. think about it. It's a really, yeah, it's a great case study of that, yeah. right? Yeah, it is a great case study of it. And I think uh, fair used him for doing it, you know? I just can't, yeah. My big, I just can't imagine risking it all for, for, I don't feeling strongly enough about something to risk everything for it. You do that for your kids? Yeah, but that's totally different, isn't it? Is it? Of course it is. Why? Because uh, there's a selflessness about it. Like, I feel like the thing he's doing is selfish. Mm. And I feel like, I guess it's selfish to mm. switch your own life, your kids' lives. But like, I mean, I would, yeah, like you say, in a heartbeat, you wouldn't even think twice. If there was an option of switching you for your kids, mm. you'd do it in a heartbeat. But mm. it's not in a selfish way, right? Mm. Well, a little bit of judgment there. So I think the question, the question is, What's his motivation? And I don't know. At some point, maybe the motivation isn't glory. He, he wasn't living a glamorous life, let's be clear. He was living out of the camper van and his girlfriend, bless her, would be like hanging out with him, making little cups of whatever. He, he, I'm not sure he was doing it for fame either. He's not particularly famous or wealthy. I think there is probably a sense of I'm doing this for the greater good or it's just for the achievement. There's a sense of... Just, yeah, it's an achievement. It is undoubtedly an achievement. And it's for something bigger, right? I, I, I don't think the drive is... This is for me. This is going to make me glorious. I think there is something about, um, it, it, yeah, it's clearly not the same level of selflessness as for someone else, but I'm not sure it was entirely for him. Great. At, at least I'm not sure that can motivate you to do it, right? Right. Still mad though, right? We're agreed it's mad. I'm trying to find analogies where people effectively give up their lives, but I mean if you're a CEO you've effectively given up your life oh there Remy lo- there are lots of things Remy, you've effectively given up your life don't give me this thing that working long hours is the same as climbing a mountain with no climbing a wall rock face that if you slip you die like what the analogy with a CEO is if you mess up you get fired that your company no, goes no, under no 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 I'm more about sacrifice than like people have already given up their lives at least he didn't give like he had he had a chance of retaining it but others have given it up like the people I hear who, you it's, This is a very Fight Club I watched Fight Club Two weeks ago And this is very Fight Club How's it Fight Club? Have you watched Fight Club? With I mean you, vaguely I, I think I pretended to watch it And I just It's all about of, consumerism I mean it was before its time Pre I You know In the late 90s Like pre Pre yeah. everyone on their phone And stuff It was all about consumerism yeah. and, and shaping your life Based on your identity Like what What um, What couch and matching Three piece suite defines me as a person you know all right. of this sort of stuff right, and just right, kind right, of you right. saying that you've and people not really living their lives you know right, that, right, that's right. the whole that's the whole theme of fight club you know but yeah watch it again it's good or watch it for the first time I'm sh- I'm sh- can't believe you haven't watched fight club <laughs> it's you ridiculous you are ridiculous by the way you've never watched fight club what, do you mean, what am i what at the moment yeah. Yeah, what are you watching at the moment is it edward scissorhands it is not edward scissorhands but i have been watching the johnny depp trial the, um, <gasps> should chat about the Johnny Depp Severance Severance have you not watched Severance Severance. everyone's chatting about Severance oh it's so good Remy yeah it's so good should I do it I think you and Carol really like it watch it I'm not going to ruin it for anyone but it's about people who work in sensitive jobs uh, and what they do is they have a 
chip implanted in their brain that separates their work life. As soon as they walk through, you know, as soon as they go into work, uh, they have a work memory. And so it clicks over and they only remember their work lives. And when they leave in the evening, they only remember their evening lives. And it's like, it's this whole thing about IP and like, you know, kind of, are you kind of doing that already? You can't talk about anything when you work for these major companies. Um, but it's really, really good. Really, really Got well it. done. Got you have it. to so watch it. It's like it. a single Black Mirror concept taken to a Black full Black Mirror over, over eight episodes, episodes. And it's really Got good. It. And with Got a it. massive, with a massive, like, uh, um, like don't. a big no. big reveal in the no, last episode. No, I didn't want to know there's a big reveal. I don't want to know yeah. there's a big reveal. Now last I'm just going to wait for a big gonna, reveal. No, last episode's going to destroy you. No, yeah. that's no good. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's not Bridgerton. So uh, for what it's worth, one of my motivating, very sophisticated, well-reasoned motivations for joining Cochlear and getting into biomedical was the idea of a memory chip implant in the yeah. brain. Yeah. I really, I was really into cybernetics and just the idea of it. I would like cyberpunk. I could do with that in a big way. Into all that stuff and memory chip. I just love the idea of augmentation, particularly memory chip augmentation in the brain. And cochlear at the time was, I know we chatted about cochlear, but that was like the closest I was starting to see into that direction. Yeah. And I, I it was just a juvenile, but you know, like astronauts or dinosaurs or whatever. This was yeah. in that realm. I could see that. I you were already working in chips and you were working in implants. I could see it being the next frontier. I yeah. still I still I still love the idea of it. What I know about I think it it's is gonna happen it's just, in different ways, but yeah. That's it. What I know about it is that it's not gonna look at all what I thought it was, but just the idea of it I think yeah. was just really, really solid. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs>